Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another uh, episode of On Deck with Max. I'm your host, Maxwell Schaefer. Uh, so yesterday, December 31st, 2022, we had four big college football bowl games uh, that happened. Uh, three had SEC teams in it. Um, the first one was the Music City Bowl that happened at uh, noon yesterday. And it was against the Iowa Hawkeyes and Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, Kentucky was not supposed to win this game. This game was completely just basically just Iowa's national championship because they're playing an SEC team. And anytime you have an SEC team in a bowl game, it's the other team's wishes and wants to beat an SEC team. And going into the game, Kentucky had a bunch of opt-outs, including Will Levis, because he will be most likely either a first round or a second round draft pick being one of the top quarterbacks from this year's draft like class but no one thought that this game would be the way that it turned out to be with uh Iowa actually beating Kentucky 21 to 0 yes Kentucky did not put up a single point this entire game which is kind of disappointing uh from the SEC um but nonetheless they had Backup quarterbacks playing for Kentucky. Their main quarterback opted out of the game, which is completely fine because, I mean, he doesn't want to get hurt. I understand. But it's like a sense of, this is the team. These are your brothers. Like, why wouldn't you want to play with them and uh, go in a battle and try to win a championship? Or not even a championship, but just, like, win a bowl game with them and get some hardware on the trophy show for Kentucky. Um, but nonetheless, he didn't play. Well, Levis did not play, so it was up to the backup quarterbacks for Kentucky. Uh, Destin Wade actually started the game. Uh, his final stats was he went 16 for 30 for 98 yards and two interceptions. Those two interceptions would actually lead to Iowa Hawkeyes uh, scoring off those. Uh, I'm pretty sure one of them was a pick six, ran it back, and it. I mean, the stats speak for itself with... Uh, Iowa winning in the total yards category with 206 to 185, passing yards 139 to 117. Uh, Kentucky did win the rush yards by one yard, 68 to 67. Um, but if you just you just look at the game, it was complete domination by Iowa. They came into the game knowing what they wanted to do. They put their foot on the gas and they didn't let up. Bad showing of SEC team right there. I mean, Kentucky, Kentucky was came into the year. Um, in the SEC East, people thinking would challenge Georgia for the SEC East title, but in all reality, that was Tennessee. And uh, we can actually talk about the Tennessee-Clemson game, the Orange Bowl, the battle of the teams in orange. Um, so Tennessee and Clemson didn't have the seasons they would like to have had. I mean, Clemson, Tennessee had a great season, okay? Tennessee was a team that... No one thought we're going to do anything. They had Josh Heupel, first year uh, like head coach, coming to Tennessee, and they were like, "What is this guy going to do different that Tennessee hasn't seen?" Well, that dude, Josh Heupel, led Tennessee to a win over Alabama in his first year as head coach. That hasn't been done in like 15, 20 years. That is insane. So insane that the students didn't know how to react and tore down the goalpost and threw them in the river in Knoxville, Tennessee. But all things, all good things must come to an end.
Tennessee went to Georgia and Athens, and Georgia showed them who the real SEC East champion is. And Georgia threw away Tennessee's hopes. And then Tennessee played a game. They won. And then they went to South Carolina. And man, oh man, I bet they wish they did not go to South Carolina because South Carolina put up a whopping 63 points on Tennessee, eliminating them from the college football playoffs hopes and ultimately just giving them a bowl game. But turns out South Carolina didn't also just beat Tennessee. T- uh, South Carolina beat Clemson as their rival 31-30 to in the final game of the season, which made the Clemson Tigers fall to number 10. Tennessee still stays in number 6 thanks to the college football playoff rankings. The Orange Bowl was set December 30th. This game was a crazy game. Um, Joe Milton was starting for Tennessee's quarterback because Hinton Hooker got hurt during the South Carolina game. So Joe Milton, recent transfer from Michigan, Stayed to Tennessee, wanted to play for Tennessee, knew he wanted to keep playing for Tennessee. Went there and absolutely dominated. He went 19 for 28, 251 yards and three touchdowns. Insane. Tennessee's wide wide receivers did not, like the main one was Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt opted to stay out of the game. So a bunch of wide receivers had to step up. Jalen Wright went 11 carries for 89 yards, no touchdowns, but he averaged 8.1 yards a carry which is absolutely insane. Marquise White had nine receptions, 108 yards, 12 yards in average, and one touchdown. They have four wide receivers that they, like, shuffle through. Three out of the four had a touchdown, which was uh, Ramel Keaton, Brew McCoy, and Marquise White. It's insane. Tennessee would go on to win the game 31-14, to which is insane because Clemson dominated in all aspects of this entire game. Total yards, Clemson won. Passing yards, Clemson won. Rushing yards, Clemson won. First downs, Clemson won. Third down efficiency, Clemson won. But, I mean, it just all comes down to who can take a hold of the big-time moments and make something happen out of it. So, Tennessee, great season, 11-2. and two. Josh Heupel is a first-year head coach. Clemson is something. They have it. I mean, I'm, this is a hot take, but Trevor Lawrence was the last good year for Clemson. I don't see Clemson. They might have a good year here and there, but Clemson needs to get out of the ACC so they can finally find some good teams to place because ACC is just for them an easy way to go through the year with a cupcake schedule and just win every game, honestly. And when they get to the big games, they literally just choke. But, I mean, good season by both teams. Tennessee finished 11-2. and Clemson was the ACC champion. They went to 11 and 3. Uh they Tennessee would win the game 30 31 to 14. All right, moving on to the All-State Sugar Bowl. We had an SEC matchup with the Kansas State Wildcats of the Al- Alabama Crimson Time versus Kansas State Wildcats. Alabama went into the game upset. They finished 5th in the college football playoff rankings, which a lot of teams would be like, "Oh, that's awesome. My team is there they were recognized. They were really good. They they just missed it. But Nick Saban, Nick Saban wanted to show the college football committee that Alabama should have been in that race and everything else like in between it. They wanted Nick Saban thought his team deserved to be in the semifinals and playing on New Year's Eve at night for the national championship to go there. But they just didn't make it with Ohio State sneaking in over Alabama. So Alabama wanted this game to be a game where. They show everyone that they should have been in. The final score was 45-20. 
Alabama destroying Kansas State, the team that beat TCU, the team that beat TCU for the Big 12 championship. So this, so Kansas State is a team that won the Big 12 championship, beat a team that's right now in the college football playoffs, and Alabama just made them look silly. Like, I'm talking destroyed them. Bryce Young went 15 of 21 for 321 yards, five touchdown passes. That is insane. Bryce Young actually did not choose to opt out of this game. He wanted to finish off the season with his brothers. So did Will Anderson. Uh, um, they both decided that this is the place where they want to be. They said he, there would be nowhere else in the world they want to be. Why would he want to be on his couch when he could be playing with all of his brothers and playing for another trophy? So Alabama did really good. Kansas State, on the other hand, Will, Will Howard, their quarterback, went 18 of 35, 210 yards, zero touchdowns, and two interceptions. See, when you're playing Alabama, you there's just a lot of things you can't do, and giving up turnovers to them is something you can't do. Alabama just, just wiped away with every stat. Total yards, they won. Passing yards, they won. Rushing yards, Kansas State won. Yards per play, Alabama won. This game was not close at all. At the first quarter, Kansas State was winning 10-7, to but then after that, it was Alabama's show. Having In the second quarter, Alabama scored 14. Third quarter, scoring 21. And fourth quarter scoring three. They held Kansas State after the first quarter to only 10 points. 10 points. That defense from Alabama was absolutely insane. Like, insane. But nonetheless, Alabama showed everyone that they should be in it. They should have been in it. They weren't in it. It was sad. They were upset. But they showed Kansas State what the SEC is all about. Going on to the college football playoff. In our first game of the college football playoffs... Happened at 4 o'clock. New Year's Eve, it was the Fiesta Bowl in Arizona. It was the TCU Horn Frogs going against the Michigan Wolverines. Now, when I was watching this game, this was one of the most craziest games I've ever seen in my life. The third quarter had a combined score from both teams, 44 points in the third quarter. This game was a complete shootout. Max Duggan from TCU went 14 of 29. 225 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. And on the other hand, J.J. McCarthy went 20 of 34, 343 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. This game had you on the edge of your seat to the last second. On the last few drives, TCU scored a touchdown, and they gave J.J. McCarthy and the Wolverines a chance to win the touch, win the game with a touchdown. Well, J.J. McCarthy starts the drive off with a good good first down. And then after that, TCU's defense locked up and decided, hey, we want to go to the national championship. We want to be the first Big 12 champion, Big 12 champions to go to the college football national championship and compete. And that is exactly what they did. TCU came up big on fourth and 10 and stopped the Michigan Wolverines from trying to get revenge on Georgia for the national title. TCU won this game 51-45 to in a high-scoring contested match. A shootout for the ages. One of the best semifinal college football playoff games we have ever witnessed and ever seen. This game was one that will be in the history books and everything. The total yards was won by Michigan. The passing yards was won by Michigan. TCU won the rushing yards. This game could have went either way, but TCU was fighting. TCU had a huge lead, hugely, 21-6 at halftime. And then after that, Michigan battled back every single way they could. And TCU said, nope, you're done fighting. We'll take it from here. TCU won 51-45 to and secured their spot in the national title game. 
Moving on to the Peach Bowl, a Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, for all my listeners out there, I am a Georgia Bulldog fan at heart. Georgia Bulldogs were taking on Ohio State Buckeyes. The Ohio State Buckeyes was the team that just just squeaked in, didn't really show up in the big game. When they played Michigan in the game, Michigan just like beat them by 20-something points. It was like 45 to 20-something, and Michigan made Ohio State look silly. Ohio State didn't think there was a chance for them to even be in this college football playoff, but thanks to TCU getting beat by Kansas State in the Big 12 Championship, USC getting beat by Utah in the Pac-12 Championship, that opened up a door for Ohio State to slide from six all the way to four. So Ohio State didn't win the big games, didn't even show up for the big games, and still got an opportunity to slip in and play the defending national champions, Georgia Bulldogs, in Atlanta. And man, oh man, did Ohio State show up. Because in my opinion, I don't think Georgia even wanted, didn't even think that they were going to have to really play. Because they're like, oh, Ohio State doesn't come for the big games. They don't, they don't really have what it takes to win the big games. But when you look at it in all reality from this final score, Ohio State should have won this game. Ohio State literally just played better. Georgia's defense could not hold the wide receivers or help like defend the wide receivers or anything. Georgia's pass rush could not get to C.J. Stroud at all last night. Amika Ibuka had eight receptions, 112 yards, 14 average, and one touchdown. That's for Ohio State. Marvin Harrison Jr. had five receptions, 106 yards, 21.2 average yards per carry and two touchdowns. 21 yards. Every time someone, every time CJ Stroud threw him the ball, he was a guaranteed 20 yards. That is insane. Julian Fleming, five receptions, 71 yards, 14.20 touchdowns. Xavier Johnson, three receptions, 43 yards, 14.3 average, and one touchdown. Those wide receivers from Ohio State came to play. And you know who even came to play even more? CJ Stroud. That man, I don't care what you say. I'm a Georgia fan at heart. He put his whole performance, he put his whole like heart in that performance. He played the best game of his entire college career ever, going 23 of 34, 348 yards, four touchdowns. He also had 12 carries for 34 yards that on the final drive, he gave Ohio State a chance to win the football game. CJ Stroud was on midfield uh, at the 40-yard line and ran the ball for 30-something yards into kicking range for their kicker to kick the game-winning field goal, but the kicker missed it. Ohio State would miss the kick, losing the game to Georgia 42-41. to Georgia only led, like, had the lead in this game for a minute and 46 seconds. A minute and 46 seconds. They were down in the fourth quarter, and they put up 18 points. One of the largest comebacks in college football semifinal history and under the Kirby Smart era at Georgia. Stetson Bennett threw 23 of 34. 398 yards, three touchdowns, he threw one interceptions, and he had one rushing touchdown. It was a battle of the Heisman finalists. You had Stetson Bennett playing honestly really bad. He was not playing good. His stats, yeah, they're good stats, but when you look at it and you watch the game and back like on tape and all the highlights, you'll see where he he got a little frazzled. Ohio State's defensive line and linebackers and safeties really like trapped him in and made him feel like uncomfortable. He just you could watch him during like the third quarter. And he just, in the third quarter, Georgia didn't score any points. Stetson Bennett felt so scared in the pocket and was just getting, like, demolished and crushed. What are you going to do? Stetson Bennett and any other quarterback would give up. There's no, there's no way you would go into the game thinking, I'm going to be down by 14 points at halftime. Or not at halftime, but going into the fourth quarter, I'm going to be down by 14 points, and I'm going to lead a comeback, and we're going to win this game. If you would have told me that Georgia was going to be down in the fourth quarter by 14 points, and they would come back... At the end and win the game, I'd be like, "You're you're crazy. You're you're not. You're crazy. There's no way 
that's going to happen. But sure enough, it did. The fourth quarter started. Georgia got the ball. And it was like Stetson Bennett and the whole Georgia Bulldog football team came alive as their championship caliber team that they are. Stetson Bennett threw for 12, 10 for 12 in the fourth quarter for 198 yards and two touchdowns. That is insane. When it mattered most, Stetson Bennett stepped up and he's got he's got that dog in him. He He's got that dog in him. Yes, he didn't play a good game. Kirby Smart even said that Ohio State should have won this game. There's nothing that Georgia did that showed that they should have won this game. Ohio State had this game in the bag. Georgia, like they've always done, they fight and they fight and they fight. This is the thing that I think other Georgia teams didn't have. When Georgia usually gets down and they're losing, they kind of lose heart. Like when we played, like in Alabama game, not the championship, but like the SC championship last year, when Georgia was losing by about 14 points after halftime, you saw them get down, hang their heads, not really like into the game. They, They were just like, you know what? We can't do it. We're done. This team this year has a different type of energy and fight and like a want and drive. Just because they're down doesn't mean they're out. This team has showed us that this team wants to win a championship and a national title under Kirby Smart and for the Georgia Bulldogs. The last drive for Stetson Bennett started at 2 minutes and 33 seconds. Stetson got the ball at about the 20-yard line, drove it all the way down the field, threw huge passes to Arian Smith to get him into the 20-yard line. And then for the guy that has not been on the field since week two for the Georgia Bulldogs, Adani, A.D. Mitchell, Adani Mitchell, scores a touchdown on the left side of the end, end zone in the back left corner, leaving 55 seconds left. Georgia went crazy. Stetson Bennett had a Heisman-like moment in this game. C.J. Stroud also had a Heisman-like moment in this entire game. These quarterbacks dueled it out to the last second. This game was probably, I think, even better than the Fiesta Bowl of Michigan and TCU. These, these semifinal games were absolutely the best games I've ever seen in my life. After A.D. Mitchell scored the touchdown, it gave Ohio State 56, 57 seconds to go down the field and get into field goal range because the score right then was 42 to 41. Georgia's defense was not stopping C.J. Stroud all game. Georgia's defense knew if we want to win this game, we got to stop him. We can't let him scramble. We can't let him pass. Did they stop him? No. C.J. Stroud threw a huge pass, probably a really risky pass, but 20 yards down the field. Guy catches it. Next play, it's about 20 seconds left. It just keeps they keep running the clock out. 20 seconds left. C.J. Stroud is under pressure, rolls back, goes up in the pocket, takes off running, gets his team down to the 36, 35-yard line, and it looks like all hope for George is lost. The kicker of Ohio State went up to go kick the ball. And of course, Georgia had one more timeout left. So, you know, Kirby Smart's going to try to ice the kicker. Noah Ruggles comes out for Ohio State with a chance to send Ohio State, the team that they've doubted all season long for not winning the big games, to the national championship. 50-yard field goal, and he shanks it left. The ball that was heard around the world was crazy. And what else was crazy was this game went into the new year. So, happy new year to everyone, actually. Uh, It's 2023. Hope everyone has a great year. But... Noah Ruggles kicked the ball in 2022. Right when it landed and hit the ground, it was 2023. Noah Ruggles is a great kid, great kicker. He was nailing all of his kicks all game, and he just shanked it left. The kick that mattered the most during the whole game, shanked it left. I got to give props. Ohio State came into this game hungry, wanting to show the world why they should have been there, why they were there, and they gave the defending national champions, Georgia, a run for their money. 
Kirby Smart said, Ohio State should have won this game. And he's completely right. Ohio State should have won this game. Georgia's comeback in the fourth quarter was the only reason. Georgia's team has to play better if they want to win. That's what Kirby Smart said. Kirby Smart said in an interview with ESPN, they asked him, how do you think your your uh, Georgia Bulldogs lines up against TCU? Are you guys ready for them? And Kirby Smart says, I don't even think we are ready for them. From that performance there against Ohio State, I don't think we are ready for them. I think I'm with Kirby here. They really need to lock down during this week of practice. TCU is the exact same thing as Ohio State. Max Duggan from TCU's quarterback runs faster than C.J. Stroud. He runs more than C.J. Stroud. But they do got one guy. TCU does. Quentin Johnson. In that Fiesta Bowl, we didn't talk about it, but I'll talk about it now. Quentin Johnson, the Fiesta Bowl against Michigan, had six receptions, 163 yards, 27.2 average yards, and one touchdown. If Georgia wants a chance to beat TCU, their defense has got to step up. Keely Ringo, Lassiter, Smith have got to be on their guys. And it's not even just them. You can't expect a secondary and some corners and a safety to cover and guard wide receivers for more than 10 seconds. Georgia's pass rush could not get past OSU's line, Ohio State's line. In the end, CJ Stroud had time to throw the ball and get the ball down the field and get touchdowns and stuff like that. There's been There were so many times where our pass rush almost got there. CJ Stroud's quarterback, he would just fly down the field. It's like, what are we doing? How, how does one person get that open and get to run that much when our defensive, like our pass rush, is the best in the country? That makes no sense. But, I mean, they won the game. It was not pretty. It's crazy because the defending national champions, Georgia, had the worst game of the season they've ever played and still won. Ohio State played their best game this season and lost. That's that's where I think it comes down to the championship mentality. Georgia knows what they have to do to win the games. They know in the big-time moments they have to step up and, and give their team an opportunity to win. Stetson Bennett knows. He's been in national championship games. He's been in these games, and he knows... I have to be the one to rally this team up and I have to get my team into the position that we can win this game and play for another national champion. A lot of people don't like Stetson. Stetson Bennett was a walk-on quarterback, transferred to a junior college, and then came back to UGA. He led the team to a national championship and now he's about to lead, he's leading his team to another national championship to go play on Monday, January 9th. At 7.30 against TCU for another one. Bold take here. He is going to go down if he wins this national championship again against TCU. Will be the greatest Georgia quarterback ever. You can say all you want about him. Walk on. Oh, his defense carries him and everything else. But this guy has heart. This kid does not care if you talk bad about him. He doesn't care about the haters. He can have a bad game. But he knows in the big moments he has to step up. And he does that. He's done it time and time again. He's been clutch. He's been the man that Georgia depends on in these big-time moments. And in the end, he, he he just got Georgia back to his second national championship. He just He's taking them there after he just won another one. All the haters can say all they want, but Stetson Bennett is the best quarterback in Georgia history. I said it. I said it. I can't. I'm not taking it back. But the stage is set for the college football playoff national championship. Monday, January 9th at 7.30, the TCU Horn Frogs, against the Georgia Bulldogs. This game is going to be good. I, in my opinion, I don't think this game is going to be a blowout like everyone thinks. 
the the betting lines has Georgia a 13.5 favorite over TCU. I just don't see that happening. I mean, Georgia was supposed to beat Ohio State by seven points, and they won by one. These teams want to win. They 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 put their heart. That entire semifinals gave us two of the best great games, and I think that these two teams, Georgia and TCU, are about to give us one of the best national championships we've ever seen. I think this would be a dogfight. Max Duggan will go off. I think he'll have 200-something yards, two touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. I think Stetson Bennett will go off, two touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. I think it's going to come down just like Ohio State and Georgia. I think it's going to come down to a full goal. I think Georgia's defense is going to step up and dominate, but TCU's offensive line is is massive, and, and they can block. They, they block those pass rushers and give Max Duggan time. And when Max Duggan doesn't have time, that man will sprint down the field and give you 40 yards. Georgia's defense needs to be better at covering the scrambles. I think this this week in practice, Kirby Smart's going to preach to his defense, hey, they have Quentin Johnson on the field, which is just like Marvin Harrison Jr. you got to cover him. Because in the game against Ohio State, Marvin Harrison Jr. went off. Yes, he did get hurt in the third quarter, which was a controversial call with uh, Lasseter hitting him in the back of the end zone, which... In my opinion, wasn't a targeting call. Georgia barely survived against Ohio State. Georgia and their defense needs to step up really big here because Max Duggan will make them pay. Max Duggan loves to throw the deep ball, okay? And our cornerbacks and safeties don't fare well. If if any of you watched the Ohio State-Georgia game, you saw how many times our, our corners and our safeties got burnt the whole game. But I think this game will be very close. I think Max Duggan will have a huge game. I love the guy. Max Duggan is a great guy, great player, great great confidence, loves his team, loves the university he plays at. I, I, I wish him well. He's, he's going to be such a good star in the NFL. I see a little uh, Josh Allen in him. He, Josh Allen or Patty Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, that guy, it, he puts his heart on his sleeve for that team. This national championship is about the team with the best, most heart. Georgia has a lot of heart. TCU has a lot of heart. They both want to win. They both are a great brotherhood of teams. When Kirby Smart came to UGA from Alabama under Nick Saban, he gave Georgia a new identity, an identity of being physical every single play. And matter of fact, last year he got his first national championship under Georgia. Next week he's going for a second one. And I think Georgia wins this game against TCU. I think it'll be close, but I think Georgia is just built for this type of moment, and they get the win against TCU, and Stetson Bennett becomes the greatest quarterback of Georgia ever. Better than Matthew Stafford. He gets his name plaqued up in Sanford Stadium at Dewey Field. People can say all they want, but Stetson Bennett is the greatest quarterback at the University of Georgia ever. But it's all set in front of us. National Championship, TCU-Georgia. It should be a fun game. Uh, I'll be watching it. I'll be back on the air with another podcast right after the game on Monday. Uh, I'm probably going to do a few more episodes just uh, talking, leading up to the game, talking about the betting, how the lines have changed, uh, injuries. I know Georgia had a few injuries. I know TCU had a few injuries. Probably get back on here during the week, talk about that, and just keep everyone updated about uh, what's coming up with the national championship. But yeah, uh, I want to thank everyone for listening to uh, this episode of On Deck with Max. I'm your host, Maxwell Schaefer. Hope you all have a great day. Peace.